Hello and welcome to Mark Bites, episode 119. I'm Elaine Giles and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Thomas. Now, where are we? Where Ooh. are we? Indeed. Have we got three things? Three things. Gold, frankincense, and prayer. <laughs> no, no, a wing and a prayer. That's two. Yes, we're away. We are not in the safe and warm cocoon of Mark Bites headquarters. As you may be able to tell from the audio, we have no idea. Have you noticed? We're not even doing the feedback thingy. No. No. So there's Mike and I in a hotel room, steady on, and um, we've never recorded in the same place. No. We have recorded in... Well, I've recorded in a hotel room when I went to London. I remember. An episode. But I was in the safe and warm bosom of Matt Bites headquarters. But today... I had trains running past. It's quite quiet here. It's It's not like the last one. No. But we are away. We are at Alveston Hall Hotel in deepest Cheshire. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It is. Can you believe it's February? I the can, weather but is the weather is, is more June. like April, June, yes. The weather has been fabulous. We've been very lucky. It's the weekend of the twenty fourth of February. Um Hopefully this show will be with you not in the too distant future after that. But we've no idea if it's even recording, so anything could happen. But we thought we'd share with you. One, we're away. We've had a good time, though, haven't we? We've had an awesome time. It's been great. It's been great. You don't want to see the videos of the dancing. <clears throat> Trust me, you don't. We've overindulged somewhat with the with the food. The food is amazing here. If you ever get a chance to go to a Warner Leisure Hotel, and no, no affiliation, take it. The food is amazing. The venue is amazing. The dancing has been amazing. So we're having a good time. But we couldn't let the weekend go by without something for you, the Macbiters. So we thought we'd sit in our hotel room and do a show. So we brought a bit of tech, didn't we? I did. <laughs> I brought a bit of tech with the emphasis on the bit. I brought everything else with the sole exception of the iMac, and you think I'm joking. So you start off and tell us what you brought. I brought my Surface, and I brought my iPad, and I brought my iPad case, and I brought my charger, and somewhere's my Apple Pencil, I think I brought it. (laughs) See, see, I'm trying to catch up with you now. Uh, My watch charger, my watch... um, Give it up. You'll not catch up Electric with Electric razor, does that count? No, it doesn't. Okay, I'll hand over to no, you. No, because that's cheating. We both, we both brought an electric toothbrush. I brought everything else. I brought my 13-inch MacBook Pro. I bought my, 12, uh, my 11-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, no, 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 no. MacBook Airs. They're MacBook Airs. Um, the reason that I brought both was all to do, when I planned the packing, with the fact that the new MacBook Air basically has two ports. And they're the same, USB-C. And I didn't have a dock. I had one dongle that had uh, Ethernet. But I couldn't find anything other than the Apple one at ludicrously silly prices that had everything else. So HDMI, USB. So when we went out for that presentation, remember in December, Mm. I actually took my old MacBook Air because that was the one with the ports on it. If you remember, you remember the techie guy that was there trying to fix the projector? I remember him well. Yes. He has a new MacBook. And he looked at my MacBook Air, six and a half years old, seven years old this year, and said, oh, I didn't get the Pro one with all those ports on. I didn't have the heart to put him straight. I just smiled and nodded. I thought, this is older than Methuselah. That's why it's got ports on it. 
So um, I'd planned to bring both. Also didn't need what and didn't know what we'd need to record with. So um, that was why I brought a plan to bring both. But in the week before we left, I managed to find a very cost effective dock. It's sort of a dongly thing. It doesn't actually hang off the side. It's got a cable, but it's got on it quite a few ports. It's got a HDMI. Uh, it's got USB. It's got two card readers. But most important to me was the pass through power. So I can charge it and work at the same time. Anyway, it was a bit of a punt because it was 1899. And the Apple one's something in the region of an arm, a leg and a kidney. You know, Microsoft sells something similar for the Surface and it's about 184 quid. Ouch. I I didn't bother. There's just something with the Surface. You've already got half the stuff built in. The power port is just a power port. It doesn't share with anything, so you don't need a pass-through power. Mm. It's already got USB. It's already got a card reader. So it's not as essential, but this is a, a laptop. And it's got nothing. Interestingly enough, I have got used to using the uh, the trackpad because every other laptop I've used, I don't like trackpads. Um, I would have preferred a USB mouse, but I've actually got used to it. I, I brought two mice. <clears throat> you could have lent me one. <laughs> I could, but they're both Apple ones. Oh, okay. uh, no, I did bring that. So I've got these two Mac, uh, MacBook Airs. I've got this dock that's working rather nicely. Um, I brought iPads. I think there was five. I know, I know you're thinking it's excessive, but it's not. Because I prop one up to, to watch something and then I pick another one up and I, yeah, I'm getting the evil from Mike. I don't like this recording in the same space. Um, yes, I brought five iPads. I brought two 12.9-inch iPads. I brought a 9.7, a 10.5 and an 11. And I have, I've used them all. I have, I just, I pick up, this is what I'm like. I just pick up whichever seems to fit to do whatever it is I'm doing and it's not always necessarily the same one. My 9.7 is is where I downloaded some stuff from Now TV. Um, The big ones I was doing something else with, I was doing email on one. So yes, I brought all my iPads. You know what I'm thinking, don't you? You're giving me an evil, but do share. The people that say to me, why does Elaine have so many iPads? Yes, but we'll come to that when we talk about the photo we took. (laughs) Uh, What else did you bring? I brought every dongle a pen drive and charger known to mankind and even some that aren't I even brought you'll laugh at this one but not for long a 30 pin charging cable so did I Ah, now must admit I don't have a device that uses a 30 pin so why did I bring it for me <laughs> well I thought of you but more often to be honest the people that we're with oh, that's true I brought mine because I brought my old iPhone 4s Mm, well, that would you, that, at least you've got a reason for bringing it. Which was going to be used as a backup recording. But which I'm, we haven't bothered. I'm not sure where it is. No, we're is without it, the aid of a safety net. So somewhere. actually, we might be talking, you may never, this may never hear the light of day. But we'll, we'll work on that. So um, what we're going to do is, um, there's going to be a video of this, because I've made sure I've got photos of just how much stuff we brought. Actually, one of our friends came in when we arrived and, and I'd laid it all out on the bed. Really neat and tidy, hadn't I? You had. And uh, he bobbed up and he said, you got, got his laptop with you? Oh, yeah. Do you want to see the kit? Came in, saw the bed, nearly fell over. I've got to have a picture of that. I've got to have a photo. <laughs> Took a photo of all the tech on the bed. So we will share that uh, live the next after hours, which is Friday the 1st of March. Don't miss that. I actually found packing a bit of a challenge. I don't know about you. 
No, not as bad well, as you. You didn't have much to, much to bring, did you? No. I've got one bag, which is um, the, the Kermit the Frog inside one. It's black, but the, the inside's lime green. That works brilliantly. There's little pouches for each bit of kit, and that works fantastic. It was the rest of it. You know, the odd things like pen drives and dongles. Did I mention dongles? My dongles have got dongles of their dongles own. Dongles for dongles. I've got dongle. My dongles have dongles. I've got a dongle on my headphones, so it works with a lightning connector. That then I needed to charge the phone, so I needed to put a second dongle in to charge the phone. So we're going well with, with, the, with the dongles. Dongles having dongles of their own. But no, I did find that a bit of a challenge. One, it was all over the place at home. And two, I don't leave home often enough that I've got a kind of system. So it was basically pick up a bag, shove everything in it and tidy it up when you get there. Which, if you could see round the room now, <laughs> hasn't exactly been a roaring success, has it? No. Do you know the other thing we brought? What? They'll lock us up when they hear this one. A projector. Oh, yes, a projector. <laughs> now, before you think, no, that's it, she's jumped the shark now. There was reason for this. There's been a match on, hasn't there? Wasn't There's a resounding two success. Matches. Yes, but, but it, we're not watching this. It could have been worse. It could. It was a nil-nil draw, Manchester United, Liverpool. And Mike's got it on his phone. Can I just interrupt? Mm? Can, you, can you hear noise outside? I can hear noise outside. There could be a horde of people. Stood outside the door listening to this live recording. They could, they could. We come in, come in. Can you imagine our neighbours thinking, those two are talking loud. <laughs> come and join the live recording. Say hello. No, no, look at the state of the place. <laughs> oh, no. So this projector, Mike watches the football on his iPhone. And I said, I've got an idea. Wheel it through. So Mike said, well, it won't work. You can't plug a lightning um, adapter in and then hook it up HDMI because Sky, uh, Sky have crippled it, yeah. haven't they? And I said, no, that's not what I'm thinking of doing. Leave it with me. So what I did was I set up the projector with my um, laptop and then I pointed the laptop camera at the phone and we had it big on the wall, didn't we? We did. It was awesome. For which I'll take a photograph of that as well. Uh, we had to dismantle the room. There's a beautiful photo. Well, there was a beautiful photo well, on the wall. You're it back. <laughs> we, it was a big thing as well. It's about what, five foot. Yeah. Five foot long, about three foot tall um, of various local attractions. And I said, well, that's going to have to go because I can't see the projector. So we've taken it off the wall and we watched the match with two screw holes in the middle. I'm not confident we can get it back, but you never mind. Never mind. Never mind, I say. It worked. It was a good plan and it worked. So I brought a projector as well. I will take photos of all this, but uh, yes. So um, it was a good job. We brought all this tech though, wasn't it? Because what happened the first night? Oh, our friends wanted something. We were fine. All our toys were charged. But we went to uh, dinner and a friend said, you haven't got... Now, bearing in mind, these were the two friends that had seen the stuff on the bed. You wouldn't have half of a charging brick, would you? I said, oh, well. So she said, um, I brought the cable to charge my phone, but I took it out of the socket in the wall and I forgot the other half. You know, the plug bit. <laughs> the husband just looked at her and went, of course she has. I said, oh, yes, several. Which one would you like? So I was able to sort her out with a charging solution, wasn't I? Mm. Which I wouldn't otherwise have been no. able to do. So uh, it was a good job we did bring that. Now, they promised that we'd have internet access. 
We have got internet access. Yeah. Of sorts. What was strange about the internet access was it's this hotel's part of a group. And have you noticed that the internet at all their venues is called Warner Wi-Fi. Warner Wi-Fi? And it's unprotected. Now, having said that, the hotel is in the middle of nowhere. So unless you're making a special trip out to sit outside and try and get some Wi-Fi, it automatically connected, even though it wasn't the same hotel that I'd created that connection for. Before you start panicking, yes, I've got a VPN. Uh, so it automatically connected, but it wasn't the best where we are. Now, the hotel itself is actually quite big and it's sort of like a boomerang shape, isn't it? Mm. So in reception and around the, the food hall area and all of that, the bars, it's not bad. But as you venture away from those areas, it's fabulous in the car park, but we're sort of in this beautiful Again, there'll be photos on the after hours. We're in this sort of beautiful courtyard area with a pond outside, which is very pretty. But I'd rather have stronger Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi keeps going on and off for me. It mm. did keep going off on and off for me, but it settled down, particularly during the match. I think that's because everybody's in the bar and nobody's using their phone. Mm. I, think, <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> but um, it's, it's been OK on the laptop today. It's not been great on the phone. so But the speed of it's been pretty impressive. I did a speed check as soon as we arrived. And it was... As you do. As you do. As the you first do. thing you do, you don't unpack. No, you check the internet speed. And it was 22 down and... Or was it 38 down? I don't know. I didn't do a speed check. Oh, I think it was about 38 down and about 20 up, which I was quite impressed with. So I thought, well, if that stays solid, we're all right. A um, little bit spotty at times, but I think it's when it's busy. Well, there's a contention rate, what's it called, contention ratio of several hundred to one probably. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem because, I mean, the, the rooms are like numbered up to 608, yeah. eight, 680. There could be a contention ratio issue. Um, but it, it's, it's better when everybody's doing something else. So all we need to do is keep everybody else occupied and off my, off my lawn, as it were, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> so, yes, the internet, not too bad. Now, before we came away, um, we did the clever thing, didn't we? We were about due an upgrade on our contract with O2. Uh, we have a SIM-only contract, and I think we were on month, month to month at that point. Yeah, what we do is day we take a 12-month contract, and at the end of it, we just carry on on a 30-day basis until they offer us a better deal. The minute we hit the 30-day rolling, they start to panic, and they usually do give us a better deal. So we've gone from paying £21 something for 20 gig to paying £20 for 25 gig. So we did that before we came away. So we, we brought it an extra five gig each with us. I'm just wondering where my phone is. It's Why don't you there. ping it with your watch? No, I've got it, I've got it. It's fine, I've got it. Um, yes, there's a bit of tech that I used on the way. Oh, yes, when you lost your phone. When my phone fell out of my pocket. Well, that's my fault for wearing tracksuit trousers or jogging pants, depending where in the world... Yes, he actually sat in the car instead of lost my phone, pinged it to find it fallen out of his pocket on the floor. At least it was in the car. Right. I left home with 25 gig of data and I've still got 23.7. So that's what I've used on it. That's not too bad, is it? No. And this is on 4G right now because it doesn't want to play ball with the network. Don't know why. So internet, not too bad. Um, way better than, than usually when you travel, isn't it? Mm. So we're quite impressed with that. Uh, you watched the match. You said it held up through that through the match yeah, it was fine which is quite interesting because at home you sometimes have trouble yeah so not bad at all like i said everyone else is in the bar watching it now even though we're away we couldn't resist having a shopping with elaine moment could we <laughs> i'll leave this one to you it wasn't my fault 
Never is. No, that's very true. No, what happened was the day before we left, I think it was the day before we left, wasn't it? Um, an item came on sale at Amazon. Now, I will admit, I do lurk in, in the sales department at Amazon. This item came on sale and I looked at it and thought, ooh, interested in that. I managed to get a 5% voucher for it and as long as I waited to order it till 7 o'clock now I didn't get up at 7 o'clock it was 8 o'clock um, the following day then I'd get more of a discount on it so I did and I had it in the basket you get 15 minutes to check out with your discount and I had it in the basket now obviously I couldn't have it sent to Matt Byers headquarters have left that in the safe arms of next door neighbour Staffy who's patrolling <laughs> hungrily <laughs> He's very good at that, isn't he? Who, me or the dog? No, the dog. The dog intimidates the postman something chronic, so I don't know what he'd do with the burglar. Well, spit the bits out. So, couldn't be delivered there, but I thought it's fine. We've got a Amazon lock around the corner called Daisy. We'll have it delivered to Daisy. So I picked Daisy as um, the delivery thing, and I thought, only problem with Daisy is you've got three days to pick it up. And I thought, if there's a problem, it might have disappeared. Oh, I wonder, I thought, if I, I should have a look round for other lockers. Anyway, didn't get as far as Daisy. Daisy didn't want to know. The item's too big for the locker. I thought, pardon? The item, I then went back to the item. The item was a battery charger. It was 12 inches long. I thought, now I know that locker can take things of 12 inches. So what they were complaining about, I don't know. So then I had another genius idea. I thought, right, you're going to Alveston. Have it delivered somewhere near there. There must be an Amazon locker, I thought. So, with it in my basket, clocked down to about 13 minutes at this stage, I had a look round and I said lockers near Alveston Hall Hotel. Up they popped. Then it compared it to the basket and came back and said there are no lockers that will take this item. Like, what? It's 12 inches long. It's not like it was a suitcase or something. Nope, didn't want to know. So I went back and I tried the local ones and I thought, well, maybe I could have it delivered a little bit further away from home and then pick it up on the way. Oh, it was all grief. This is me shopping. No. And by this stage, I'm down to like seven minutes and I thought I've got to do something with this here or I'm going to be timed out. I eventually found a locker. It reported to be about three miles from the hotel and it was called Doddle. The lockers all have names, Daisy and Doddle. This one was called Doddle and I thought, well, it's not been a Doddle so far, but I'll, I'll stick with it. So um, I'm trying to work out. They were all in Morrison's. That is never going to end well. It's a supermarket. But I thought, well, which one? And as I looked, there was like eight Morrison's dotted around the place. And I thought, I don't know which one this particular locker's in. Because the first locker was called Card. And that said it wouldn't take it. But Doddle was reporting it would. And it was the only one this side London that would. So I, it was Hobson's choice. I had to have that one. So I sent it to Doddle. It arrived. That was quite an achievement in itself, wasn't it? Mm. But it arrived too late for us to go and pick it up yesterday. So we headed out to pick it up today. You were expecting a calamity, weren't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Is yeah, it all, there's usually a calamity. Is, yes, with me shopping. Well, we got there and I'm looking round for the locker. Do you remember? We, I can't remember where we, where we were, but we were in a Morrison somewhere and the, le- the locker was called Lettuce. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember where. I, was that Stockport? I can't remember. But the locker was there in the middle of, of the opening doors to Morrison's. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, I don't see a locker. I thought, this doesn't bode well. Not only can I not find the actual bit that, that my parcel's in, I can't find the locker. 
turned out it was a secret locker, didn't it? Very secret. Oh, very secret. It was at the cigarettes and something Customer counter. services. No, that wasn't customer Lottery ser- tickets. The lottery tickets. Now, I have no patience with lottery tickets, do I? No. How many was that guy buying? There was no queue at all. There was just this bloke buying, buying what I thought was a lottery ticket at this stage. Ten minutes later, and I'll have one of those scratch cards and one of those scratch cards. I had, I mean, this makes logical sense, but I had no idea. All those plastic cases that those scratch cards are in are locked. So every time the guy said, I'll have that one and I'll have one of those and one of the purple ones, he had to go and get the key, open it and then take the key back. No one who had stood there 10 minutes. Mm. By the time he'd finished with these flaming lottery tickets, there was a queue of nine people behind us. I just hope they weren't after lottery tickets. I think they were thinking, I hope she's just buying a Mars bar. <laughs> no, 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 not that kind of look. So I flashed my phone at him and it had the number on it. Did you notice he got two A4 binders out and started fiddling? I did. I've got no idea what he was doing. Eventually, he picked up a device and he took the number off my phone and, and manually typed that in, to much annoyance in the queue behind, and then disappeared out the back. Did return with my parcel, though. Success. So, for once, the shopping with Elaine went well, but for the wait behind the lottery ticket man, which I wasn't happy about. So, um, that's our, that's our story so far this weekend, isn't it? It is. The tech has come with us. The tech has behaved impeccably. We've had internet 95% happy with the internet. Uh, Mike's managed to watch the entire match, so he was happy. Injuries could have been better, but the scoreline was bearable, given this season. And, um, yes, the bed, bit of a mess. But the tech's there. So we've had a fabulous time. We've had a great time. We've had a great time. Mm. We will become our future selves in a moment won't we as we hand over to our future selves yes yes but for the moment we're going, going to, to get have something to eat. eat that that's an after hours and mac bites live tradition but we're bringing it to mac bites today because we've run out of time and we've got to go and have something to eat so that's what we'll do and uh, we'll see you soon and we're back that was pretty painless wasn't it Good to see we've mastered this time travel malarkey. Uh, nothing like sleeping in your own bed, is there? I like sleeping in my own bed. I find there's never enough pillows. Not a technical issue, but I do like about six pillows. I like about eight pillows. Mm, but you don't. If there's eight pillows there, I would take eight pillows. Well, there wasn't. There was about two and they were tiny. Mm, they weren't great. No, I wasn't impressed with that. But... No. How did the something to eat go? Mm, don't go there is what I will say. <laughs> now that makes it sound that the food wasn't up to much. And that wouldn't be true, would it? No, not at all. No, there was plenty of it, wasn't there? Somebody overstuffed themselves. Yes, it, that was part of, well, the way it works, you can choose off the menu and there's also a buffet area as well. And they pretty much don't stop you heading off as many times as you like. Somebody, <clears throat> not me, disappeared and came back with a mountain on his plate, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. But we won't he talk did. about that. Shall we get back to the tech? No, no, no. How bad was it? <laughs> How bad was what? My stomach ache? Yes. <laughs> mm, yes, let's, like, like we said, let's get back to the tech. The tech was a complete triumph. 
I'd taken two 12-way power strips. We've fallen like that before, haven't we? When you walk into a hotel room, there's one plug and there's a lamp plugged in it. I was thinking about that before we went and I was thinking, I need to make sure we pack a four-way. But I think you've you've gone for the 12-way. so definitely. I had two 12-ways. Uh, but there was more than I've seen before. Because the other problem is they're in awkward spots. They never have them next to the bed. There was three lamps. No, four, wasn't there? Four lamps, yes. There was two, one by each side of the bed. And there was the huge one, the floor lamp. And there was the teapot. <laughs> the teapot. Now, people are thinking she's finally lost it. No, no. We walked in and you know how, the, how hotels have like an area that you make tea. It was the tea tech area. And there was things like, oh, I mean, there was everything, wasn't there? Because we had had a room upgrade. So there was wine there. There was biscuits there. It was fabulous. And I, I glanced and there was a kettle. Now, obviously, not, not a domestic goddess, don't claim to be. But as I glanced upwards above the kettle, there was a teapot. They're going to have to come to the after hours to see this. This teapot was suspended from the ceiling. I'll just let you think about that for a moment. As I did myself, I did a triple take with that. I genuinely thought at first, you know, it was a teapot. Well, actually, it was a teapot, wasn't it? It was a teapot. It was a teapot. And I was struggling to get any power at all, if you remember, because I said, there's no electric. And you said... I can't remember. What did I say? You came in with the solution in the form of the key card for the room oh, that you yes. had to deposit in the little key card creche oh, that's for right. the electric to come on. It's very primitive, this, isn't it? It's like putting 50p in the meter. Not for the teapot to come on. Yes, at which point the teapot lit up and I nearly had kittens. <laughs> I actually said, it's a good job I didn't fancy some tea because I might actually have been tempted to take that down and use it. This is why I am never allowed in the kitchen. But um, back to the power. They had, they had two where the kettle was, about four where the TV was. So they actually had more than I thought they would. But... There was no USB on any of them. And I did think that was a strange decision, given how easy it is to install them. True. I've, I'm sure we've been to hotels where there's USB sockets. I'm sure I have. They're not great in terms of the power output, to be honest. It would take a lot longer to charge it than, than it would with the ones I take. But, you know, the person next door who didn't have half the block, it would have solved that yeah, problem. that's true. And I'm sure how many people must turn up there and they've forgotten the other half of the block. Plenty. So I think it'd just be a nice touch. Mm. Just change the face plates. Problem solved. But um, our other power cable nightmare was of different connections. I'd taken... The, the, the 12 ways were sorted, but I'd had to take lightning cables, USB cables, uh, USB-C rather, um, a MacBook Air MagSafe, Apple Watch, which I'd already lost once, do you remember? I remember you looking all over the house for it. I can't remember why I'd taken it out of the house in the first place. That is escaping me. But I did. I haven't been away for a while. That's what I thought when I looked at the calendar. I know. I don't, it'll come back to me eventually. But it wasn't where it was supposed to be, and that was the problem. I do have a spare, but I only have a spare because I actually am in the fortunate position of having a spare Apple Watch. <laughs> but those cables are £30, you know. And you can't really get, you can get alternative ones, but they're much chunkier, so they don't fit in um, docks and stuff. 
And even at their absolute cheapest, they're about £22. And I've never seen anything any cheaper than that. So you don't want to be losing one. So I'd managed to track that back down and I wasn't letting it out of my sight. I also took about 10 power bricks, all of which were fully charged. They proved to be very handy for having next to the bed because there was no power outlets there at all. Obviously, I'd got my two 12 ways, but I didn't particularly want them trailed across the room when I may have been getting up in the night and not remembering they were there. So I use the little bricks for that. Now, I think I did mention the phone signal. Um, no, I didn't. I mentioned the Wi-Fi wasn't great. Um, the Wi-Fi improved after I turned it off and on again. So I'll put that down to just a blip. Um, but the phone signal via O2 wasn't great at all. So I just said to you, it's a good job no one actually ever calls us. Because that weak phone signal where it seemed to be constantly pinging and trying to connect and the Wi-Fi signal meant that the phone drained way faster than usual. And the biggest problem with all of this tech that we took is just not knowing what you're going to need. Because as we've discussed, nothing is being included with the hardware anymore. I mean, literally, there's my new iPad, my new MacBook Air. They've both got USB-C. And that's it. So I definitely did need the USB-C dock that I bought. But, you know, talking about all the stuff you've got to take with you. If packing was a major pain in the derriere, unpacking it all back at home was even worse. Getting it back where it all belongs. You mean there's some method in all this madness? Oh, absolutely. And talking of getting stuff back where it belongs, you might recall that artwork we took off the wall so we could use our projector. I mentioned how big it was. I thought it was a canvas. So did I. It wasn't. It was a solid chunk of chipboard, five foot by three foot, and weighed about ten stone. Let's just say it was easier getting it down than it proved to be getting it back up again. It was a serious homage to the Chuckle Brothers, as we did the to me, to you, to me, to you thing for about ooh, ten minutes before we declared success when we stepped back. And it didn't come cascading down on top of us. No, and I did an extra test. I just pushed down on it to make sure. You're a brave man. <laughs> I wouldn't have fancied that falling on top of you. No. It did. It weighed an absolute ton. Overall, travelling with your tech can be somewhat stressful. Is that an understatement? It's an understatement. Yes, I thought that. When your dongles need dongles of their own, it's time for the madness to end. Uh, seriously, my iPhone needed a headphone dongle because I wanted to use my insulated 3.5mm jack headphones. Now, you said to me, why don't you just use the ones that come with it? You've got a lightning connector on. But as I pointed out to you, and I taught you a trick, didn't I? You did. Which has completely escaped you now. Um, the ones I'm talking about, I've got like uh, rubber earpieces on. When you put them in and you put your finger and thumb together and rub them gently, I know it's a bit like a genie in a lamp, you can't hear the friction of your skin. But if you put the Apple ones in and do the self-same thing, you can. So obviously being away, I wanted to keep the outside world out of it. And that was why I wanted to use those. So obviously I needed a dongle to make that happen. But then it needed a pass-through power dongle as the battery was draining so fast. So I ended up with two dongles plugged into each other. And I spent the entire weekend doing the hardcore dongle dance. But the cheap dock was a revelation. I was very dubious. Um, I think I'd only just tried it when I mentioned it when we were there. Um, hardly any of these USB-C docks are compatible with the 2018 MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air. 
I took a punt on this one and it worked perfectly. But, as with the phone, I still needed another dongle plugged into the dock to do certain stuff. And what put the tin hat on it all for me was when I tried plugging my headphones into my 11-inch iPad and I needed a different dongle for that. All I can say is it's a good job that that iPad didn't need charging at the same time because I don't have a dongle for that. I actually sat there and thought, well, I've got this splitter and, and oh, the splitter that I've got, which does actually work with phone calls, which I was impressed with because the last one was a bit ropey. Um, great splitter, not expensive. It's lightning, so it's not USB-C. I did have a quick look and I couldn't see a USB-C one. So now I'm on the prowl for one. You know, I can only assume Johnny I doesn't actually use the kit he designs for anything other than answering a few emails or checking the balance of his portfolio in the stocks app. Seriously, it's that bad, isn't it? It is. I think you're right. If he actually used it, then he would know what issues we face. Well, what issues you face. If he actually used it, he'd design the surface. That is true. Ooh, controversial. Let's leave that alone for a second. More on the surface in a second. But you may recall a story I mentioned a few shows ago. David Hockney designing, and I do use that term very loosely, a stained glass window. Tech related? Oh yes, he did it all on an iPad. Our conclusion? A two-year-old with a stubby crayon couldn't possibly have done any worse. Sadly, it's burnt into my mind. It was absolutely appalling. Well, he's in the news again for a completely different tech-related reason. He was in a hotel in Amsterdam for an interview at a gallery opening and wanted a cigarette. No good will ever come out of that, will it? No, not at all. It didn't. He got stuck in the lift. Now, far be it from me to mention the karma I felt about that as I reconsidered the damage to my psyche caused by that window. But I'll admit to a wry smile, that's for sure. No news on whether he had an iPad to hand during his incarceration. I guess time will tell if another window appears. But let's get on to tech that might actually work with your Surface. Yes, as I said earlier, um, I took my Surface away with me. So I thought that today would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit more about Surface, which brings us to part five of Beneath the Surface. And in today's Beneath the Surface, I'm going to talk about the accessories that I bought for my device. So first up is the Microsoft Pen. Now that costs £99. And the good thing was there was no need for any configuration. No pairing, just worked out of the box. Or at least I thought it did. I then thought about it and I thought, well, actually, the reason that it works out of the box is because actually that's no different to just touching the screen with my finger or any other stylus. To get the most out of the pen, it actually needed pairing via Bluetooth. Once it was paired, you can then configure what happens when you click the button at the top of the pen. So, for example, run OneNote, run an app, send a screenshot to OneNote. What I did is I configured the single click to run OneNote. I configured the double click to run Microsoft Whiteboard, which is a free app that comes with uh, the Surface. And um, it allows you to, well, it's a whiteboard. Have we discussed Microsoft Whiteboard? 
A... I'm not sure if we've done Microsoft Whiteboard, but ever since the iPad came out, you've been lusting after turning it into a whiteboard. Yeah, well, now I've got the opportunity. Didn't you use Adobe Ideas at one stage? I did use an Adobe Ideas. That went, Before uh, they binned it. I was going to say that went bye-bye, didn't it? I'll do a head-to-head review with you. Okay. There's a challenge. What well, I have to do MS, my MS Whiteboard. And? Um, Jamboard. Google Jamboard. Yes. There you go. Yeah. We'll do that. Okay. Um, I configured the press and hold. So what you can do is you can press the, the button on the top of the, the pencil and hold it down. And guess what I configured that to do? Oh, I've got a shrewd idea, but you tell them. I configured that to run Excel. Uh, a boy and his Excel shall never be parted. That was actually quite interesting because Excel is a normal PC app. It's a normal desktop app. But on Windows, you've got these universal apps. So, you know, like the Windows 10 version of OneNote, it's considered... That is an abomination. Yeah, but it's... Don't get me going. It, it may be an abomination, but it's considered to be a, a universal app. But if you want to configure yes, it... Yes, I could tell you exactly what that means, a universal app. Shall I, shall I inform you and Go enlighten on. the MacBiters? Go on. It means it doesn't actually work anywhere. It Carry does. On. It works on the surface. <laughs> It doesn't have any features. Well, no, it doesn't have it's any features. It's the featureless version of the app. Yes. It's like the shop round the corner, isn't it? It doesn't matter what you want from Tesco. So we've got this little piddly Tesco. It doesn't matter. Other supermarkets are available. It doesn't matter what you want. They ha- don't stock that. And that app's the same. Hopefully other supermarkets are available because they haven't got it around there. Exactly. Exactly. Why is that thing round there? I, I sent you round for, I mean, we're talking basic stuff here. There was salad and they didn't have that. And do you remember when I said, can you just get me a tissues? And they didn't have those either. No. What do they actually sell? I think we should do a video tour of the place. Petrol. That's not much use to me unless I want to set a light to the place. Mm. Which is actually quite appealing, but carry on. I've lost my train of thought now. Oh, yes. We were talking about Universal. the app that doesn't work anywhere because it's got no features. That one. We're talking about Universal apps, yes. If you want to configure the different single clicks, double clicks, press and hold, if it's a Universal app you want to run, then it's simple. If it's a standard, typical desktop app, traditional, that's the word I was looking for, traditional desktop app like Excel, you actually have to go and hunt down the EXE file manually. Oh, how quaint. Yes. If you flip the pen round, you can use the top button as an eraser, which I think is rather cool. I tried to use that on the um, the iPad pen, the Apple Pencil the other day. Didn't work. <laughs> ah, but with the new Apple Pencil, you can double tap it and it becomes an eraser. Ah, well, this was an old Apple Pencil. I'm not overly keen on that. I, I use it, but I'm with you. I think the Microsoft one's got a lot more flexibility. It has. It's also got a button on the side. And if you hold that button down as you touch the screen, it mimics the right click, which is uh, rather good as well. Yeah, if you think about how Apple mimic the right click, it's a press and hold, isn't it? Mm. Which slows you down. Yeah. I'm warming to this Surface idea. Mm, I'm you'll warming. Be getting, you'll be getting one. Well, yes. There's a tale with that, but I'm going to leave it till another show until I've calmed down. Okay, But you can attest that we were recording this show and my blood pressure was in the thousands. I can, definitely. Mm. It was all Johnny's fault, but we'll come back to that. It's always Johnny's fault, have you noticed? Yes, I'm beginning to think that. But you know what? I think Johnny's got off with it quite lightly because I've been blaming Timmy a lot lately. This is true. Mm. This is very true. I think they're both to blame. Mm. 
Yes. Equal blame. And I might drag Craig into it yet. With his unicorns. Don't get me going. <laughs> so anyway, that's the pen. Um, the type cover, um, that's the screen cover and keyboard all in one. Um, that attaches via a magnet and it's really easy to detach if you want to use the, the device um, without the keyboard. So you want to use it, you know, hold it um, as, a, as a normal tablet. To be honest, I haven't done that. I tend to use it more as a proper computer rather than a, a, than a tablet. I actually have had no problems typing on it. I know some people were a little bit concerned about the keyboard. Um, I know you have views on the keyboard, the travel and the, the, the keys and typing on treacle, but I must admit, to me, a keyboard's a keyboard, a keyboard. I know you have different views on that. But I think, for me, after using a proper keyboard on my iMac and a proper keyboard on my work laptop all day, it does take a little bit of getting used to. It is a little bit different, probably because it's flat. My concern was because I don't really use a physical keyboard on my iPads. I have had them uh, and I do have one now, but it's that um, Logitech one, you know, the one that weighs about five stone. It's very big, very heavy, and it's got like a slot along the top, a groove where you slot the iPad in. So that's more like a normal keyboard. But the type that wrap around the device, which is what this one is, isn't it? It's the official mm. one. I've never actually bought one of those from Apple. I didn't like the first one. It was like origami. And I must admit, when I looked at the one that you were buying, my concern was less about the travel on the keys than the fact it was fabric. And I thought, I know how grubby my keyboard gets. And I do clean it at least twice a week. But I thought, you know, the natural oils from your fingers, if you were using that intensively, is it cleanable or is it just going to look really shocking? Now, I don't think you're using it for longish periods of time in, in that respect. I would say not. So, no, it's uh, I haven't noticed any grubbiness particularly. It was just that it looked like fabric. It, it wasn't like, you know, the rubberized stuff. Mm. It didn't look like that. It actually looked like it had lines on it, like fabric. Now, how mm. well that cleans up, I don't know. Time will tell on that one. It will indeed. Another thing I've got, two other things I want to talk about. So another thing I got was a VGA HDMI adapter. The Surface has a, a mini display port, but it doesn't have a VGA or it doesn't have an HDMI. Now, my external monitor, my proper one, not my, my flat one, I know we've talked about the flat one before, but my, my proper external monitor is VGA. Is this the one on your desk that's 23 inches? This is the one on my desk that's 23 inches indeed. Okay. It is VGA, but it's also HDMI. Ah. Just thought I'd drop that in. Thank you. But I've only <laughs> ever used the VGA. It's configured to use VGA think that was historic because the dongle that that needs oh, it's dongle city this week isn't it the dongle that that needed you already had one and the one you had was vga so yeah. we just use that one yeah but the dongle that we got you for your surface has got three options on it it has i need to be able to connect the surface uh, to the monitor or to an external display where that external display could be vga or hdmi so i bought this three in one adapter it's a small box. It's about two inches square with a short cable. And that cable's about five inches long. 
it requires no power. And what you do is the cable plugs into the mini display port on the um, on the surface, and then the box has three ports on it. One's a VGA, one's an HDMI, and one's a DVI. So you plug the external display into the appropriate port on the adapter. It's only about, it was about £12, I think. And if you compare that with the Apple Mini display to VGA, which is £29, and the Apple Mini display to HDMI, which is also £29, it's, uh, it's a bargain. Basically, if you paid for all three, you'd be looking over £100. Yeah. So uh, 12 quid bargain. Now, you see, I'm red hot on those things because when we got our, every time I get a new iMac, they change the connector on the back. Do you remember the really big chunky one? Mm. It was massive on the yeah. MacBook Pro. And then there was a smaller one on the plastic iMacs. And then it changed to, I think it was the DVI size. But the last time we changed our iMacs, they changed them again. And it was brand new. We had trouble getting the RAM, if you remember, because that was brand new and everyone was out of stock. And nowhere had these adapters. And we needed, was it five of them? <laughs> We needed quite a few. Um, so I had to check out exactly what it needed. I was ordering it by number, to be honest. I didn't even, I don't think we had the Macs at the time. So I, I looked it up on Apple's site with what it needed. And that was what I ordered. But luckily they were quite inexpensive because the Apple ones are just eye-wateringly ludicrous. The other uh, accessory that I got, um, final one I want to talk about, is a memory card. Because if you look at the back of the surface, it's got under the kickstand, there's a slot at the back. And that slot is for a micro SDXC card. Now, I don't think I'd heard of a micro SDXC card before, but I know we looked at the back and you you told me that that's what it is. Well, I'm familiar with them for cameras. Um, but the majority of my cameras take either the standard SD cards uh, or the, the smaller ones. But the other thing that I, I buy a lot for, and 32 gigs seems to be a nice size. A lot of devices, especially the cheaper devices, only support up to 32 gig. So I, I do buy a lot of those. I, we've got a little case with, I think, about 12 of them in there uh, for audio recorders, because obviously we have a lot of digital recorders for the work we do. Um, so the digital recorder we used, which you'll see on After Hours um, at the weekend when we're away, that uses a card. Um, I've got a smaller one that uses a, a tiny card, but basically those are what I use the cards in. I do have a couple of cards that are the sort of size that you were looking for in terms of gig of storage, but not that many because I don't have that many devices that support that much. But yes, it is a standard size of card and doesn't need to be prohibitively expensive considering the size, does it? No, I can't remember what I pay for it. Um, and it was about £40. Was it? Mm -hmm. originally originally i wasn't actually going to bother using it but uh you said to me there's a slot in there you might as well use it so we got a, a 200 gig card and it just sits permanently in the slot it's it's primarily for backup in effect you could say it's like an extra drive well if you wanted to take i mean for a start you could actually use it we could have used it while we were away without needing any more dongles oh dongle city um to extract the audio from the card that was in the digital recorder you're using it another way instead of using it as kind of an access to get external stuff in you're just making a copy 
you could actually have that automated in some kind of way that when you when you're out with it working it automatically makes a backup copy to the card the other thing you could do with it is you know you were talking about putting stuff on your ipad videos to watch you could put them on a card instead now wouldn't it be nice if the standard video formats that you put on the standard video formatted card would work on an ipad as well it would be very nice you probably need a dongle for that yes there's a new, you remember, um, there's an app for that. Oh, yes. There's a dongle for that. Yes, there's a dongle for that. Do you know that. what I found? Exactly. I was looking for, I was looking for information about Apple dongles. And the reason I didn't put this in the recording notes was it was about 18 months to two years old. But what had happened was, and lots of different sites reported on it, some guy, some journalist had gone to Apple's site and researched every dongle that they made. Now, obviously, since then, USB-C's come in and now there's more dongles. But at that point, there was something like 69 dongles. And if you bought them all, it would cost you over over a thousand (laughs) pounds. And I looked at it and I thought, you know, I wish I had nothing else to do all day, but sit there and count how many dongles Apple sell and how much they would cost. But at at 18 months ago, it was over a thousand pounds. Ridiculous. Don't get me going. No, ridiculous. Anyway, that is uh, that is today's look at uh, Beneath the Surface. So basically, you had a far easier journey than I did. I did. You took the VGA HDMI adapter, but they didn't actually use it. It was just a backup. And everything else was just there. Just there. My iPad, my Surface was just there. Mm. No, I mean everything was just on the Surface and you didn't need a dongle. Oh, you no. were dongleless. Yes. Sadly, I wasn't dongleless. But never mind. I'll get over it in the end. Well, I might get over it in the end. Anyway, we will move on. We finished the 10 in the last show. Took us a while, didn't it? But we won't draw attention to that. They'll, they won't remember. <clears throat> um, yes, we were somewhat ambivalent in our opinion of High Sierra, weren't we? At best. We uh... Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yes, lukewarm's a good description. <laughs> so we figured we'd give Apple the opportunity to redeem themselves with Mojave. So I've cherry-picked what they have listed as being the must-have, a killer features of Mojave. And we thought we'd rate them. This might not end well for Apple. So in no particular order, dark mode. I think you'll either love that or loathe it. And I've had a look. It's not for me. You? It's not for, not for me either. No, I'm weird, but don't quote me on that. People are saying they already know that. I do have certain apps that I put into dark mode, like Ulysses. But I don't particularly want then to go into Scrivener and see a dark interface in Scrivener. It just, in my head, makes sense in Ulysses. I tend to use dark mode in Notion, particularly mobile. But I don't. I just don't want the entire machine to be dark. It's just me. So, um, yeah, thrilling, thrilling. Dynamic wallpapers. Mm, talking of thrilling. You said it reminded you of something. It did. It took me back to the active desktop on Windows with IE4, where you had the, the, the stock prices, ticker tape stock price across the bottom of your screen. I think I need to explain that for those who can't remember or never use Windows. It came with IE4, didn't it? So it must have been Windows 95 plus pack or something. Something So it was a long time ago. It was ahead of its time. 
you know, in, in Microsoft's defence, if we'd have had the internet connectivity that we have today, that feature would have been to die for. But you basically added elements to your desktop and they were active and they were updated in real time. Now, of course, it completely collapsed because we all had dial up back then. So you got all these things on your desktop and they weren't connected and nothing actually worked. But now that would have some use. And you were, you were sceptical with what do I want to know the stock price is for. But as I pointed out to you, if it was real time updates on football matches, you could be interested. I might be interested. Mm. But this isn't that. This is just wallpaper that changes colour through the day. So I think there's only the two of them. And I have used it because I left it on the MacBook Air. And I just sat there watching it thinking, what the actual. But it starts off as like a bright, sunny thing. And then by the time I'm in full swing of my day, which is like nine at night, it's gone to jet black and then I start to feel tired. So dynamic wallpapers, not for me. Turned it off. I'm thinking you would never even get round to turning it on. I'm thinking you're thinking right. Mm. So, <clears throat> no. They're not doing well at the minute, are they? No, so we're not thrilled with that either. The next one, desktop stacks. I saw that demo and, and it was one of those demos where I sort of yawned and thought, get on with it. It reminded me of that stack thing that they added in. Oh, I can't remember. Um, was it Yosemite? You know, the stacks on the dock? Yeah. It and was... it kind of sprung out like Zebedee. Yeah, it was somewhere around there, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't thrilled with that either. But I did a demonstration in After Hours and I thought, do you know, it might have a use. It might have a use. But I use Hazel to tidy up my desktop. So you know how your screenshots get saved there automatically? Yeah. I've got Hazel rules running around that, that move them to the proper place. So I don't actually think I'd have any use for that at all. So sadly, Apple, that's another one. <laughs> Should we give them a chance with the next one? Go on. <laughs> the built-in apps. Stocks has come to macOS. Are you kidding me? It takes me all my time to get rid of it in iOS. Not satisfied with adding stocks, they've also added news and voice memos. You know why they've added stocks? Go on. For Johnny. Oh, yes, because that's all Johnny does, isn't it? Yeah. No, that, that, I, I, seriously. The voice memos has potential, but the one I use, which is Recorder by Lynn Fay, has had that functionality since forever. There is an iOS version, there is a Mac desktop version, and the two can synchronise via iCloud or have their own separate storage. And it just works. So why would I change? Because, can I go back to this? Can I just stop you there? Go on. You said three words. Synchronise via iCloud. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm using it figuratively and, and the wind has to be in the right direction. <laughs> and you have to stand on one leg. <laughs> yes. And wave a chicken. If we assume that all of that happens, then it might just synchronise. Um, no, the voice memos let me down once and once was enough. Back when I got my first iPhone, the 3G, I tried it and it would record for sort of five minutes or so. But sometimes I want to leave it as a backup like you're using it now. Um, I've got the digital recorder in my studio space and Mike's using an old iPhone. Um, with this app on to record. 
And if it's going to just carp after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I can't rely on it. So that's why I went and got another one. So I don't really use it. Do you know the other thing it did that really annoyed me? Go on. Many, many, many moons ago. Wait for it. It's synchronised. It's all right. Not with iCloud, obviously. Um, It's synchronised with iTunes. And I somehow ended up, it it did it before I realised it was doing it, obviously. Um, I ended up with voice memos in iTunes. And I remember looking, thinking, what on earth is that? And then I played it and it was a voice memo. And I thought, how did that get there? And it had transferred them. Did it not do that for you? I think it did. Yes. I'm just, it's I wasn't impressed anyway. No, I wasn't impressed. So built-in apps. Hit, miss. Miss. Mm. (laughs) New Mac App Store. Mm. Jury's out for me. You've only seen it. You've not actually used it, have you? No, I'll tell you when I've had a good play. The jury's out for me because what I found was as soon as you go into it, I was going into it to install software. Once I've got my software installed, the odds are I'll be going into it to update my software. But when I went into it that first time, instead of seeing apps, I saw editorial content. And I couldn't be less interested in the editorial content. It was really basic level stuff. They were covering apps that you instinctively knew how to use. and You've been using it for years. So, so fair enough. You can't dictate what apps they actually cover. But when you did read something, it was so superficial. I thought, why are they bothering? You know, these kind of 200 word blog posts that you read or there's a really great blog post title. And then you go and read it and think that was that, that told me nothing. I felt the content was a bit like that. And I thought the option to, to find the updates, it didn't seem to update quite as fast. I seemed to have updates available on a High Sierra machine for apps I'd got installed on Mojave and they weren't there for a little bit longer. Oh, it could have just been me, but that was... So I'm, I'm leaving that one. Neither a hit nor a miss. Well, let's wait and see. We could be warming to these features at this rate, you know. Because I know the next one shows real improvement. They're shocked, aren't they? You're shocked. You know you are. Um, screen capture. We've long had images um, and basic annotation options, but quite fragmented because they were in preview. This new app, the name of which is still escaping me, it was escaping me before and it's still escaping me because it's not grab anymore. That's gone. Um, but this new one, I'm calling it command shift and five because that's how I get into it. But it does image capture. It does annotations. It does video capture. I actually think that is a huge, huge improvement. I might not use it that often because I use other software, but you know the thing I always say, if I'm on a machine, somebody else's machine and I need to do a quick demo, I've got the ability to capture a video. I wouldn't be doing more than five minutes because the fans come on, it goes crackers. But I could do it. So it's a little bit like Spotlight to Alfred. Mm, yeah. So I thought that was a huge improvement. It didn't demo well, did it? <laughs> didn't it? You're frantically trying to think, why didn't it demo mm. well? It didn't demo well in the after hours because I was busy bigging it up, saying this was a real improvement, trying to demo it on a Mojave VM. And it didn't like it at all. I did some video and it came through black. Do you remember? I do remember now, yeah. Yes. So I'm leaving my Mojave stuff basically to my MacBook Air and um, a VM at the moment. And it didn't work well in a VM. 
But it works well enough on the MacBook Air, so I think I'll give that one a thumbs up. Yay! Johnny's getting excited now. Um, continuity camera. I showed you what that was, didn't I? You did. It demos well, doesn't it? It demos brilliant. Yes, it sounds great. Would you use it in anger? Would you use it for real? Probably not. I think it's doubtful. Um, it's very similar in functionality to TechSmith Fuse. Doubtless, you don't know what that does either. Similar to continuity camera. <laughs> Stop trying to cover your, <laughs> your lack of knowledge on it by quoting me. Um, it was an app that installed on your iOS device and it hooked up to an install of either Camtasia or Snagit on your Mac or Windows. And it enabled you to do exactly what continuity camera does. So you've got some video on your phone or you shoot some video on your phone and it can get straight into Camtasia or Snagit. So continuity camera is that, but better because it can do it into pages and numbers and keynote and various other things. I just think that, that fair enough, if you're new to all of this and that's the only way that you've ever done it, you'll probably love it. But I think us... What's the word? Oldies. Fossils. Fossils will fall back to the traditional ways of doing it. And you'll be sat there thinking, how am I going to get this transferred to there? Like you tonight, I'll airdrop this. Why isn't the airdrop working? Do I have to? How do I make this airdrop work on the map? It didn't enter your head. Oh, I wish I had continuity camera, did it? True. Mm. So I think there's a chance. I, it's got potential. It's going to take a mind shift. So can I give that a middling? You can. Mm. Next one. Uh, finder improvements, can I say about time? Do you remember when it was announced and he said there was going to be meta, uh, de access to meta details, etc., etc.? Yeah. And people were writing blog posts saying, oh, it'll replace Aperture. Not in this world, it's not. I mean, seriously. It does give you access to the meta details and it's quite handy, but I think it's just one of those things that you'll assimilate the functionality into your workflow. And within a couple of weeks, you'll forget it. You'll just use it and just think, oh, well, that's always been there, hasn't it? Which could be what they're aiming for. I don't know. But it's not something that I'd be saying in six months, oh, that's changed my life. I don't think there's anything in any OS that's life changing. Well, no, I'll agree with that. I'm just thinking, you know, that screen capture is quite nice. But what I'm thinking is no matter what stuff they put in that's fantastic and we've been we've been warmer than lukewarm on this one but not exactly red hot what have they broken what have they taken away what doesn't work anymore that that's the danger isn't it we'll find that when we upgrade well that's the thing are we going to do the deed and i thought i just might is this because stuff is dropping off the end yes uh, not as fast as with previous upgrades, but it's happening now. And what we mean by that is you go into the App Store on High Sierra and it's been out what now? Uh, was it September, October time? So we've had a halcyon few months of not seeing the dreaded message. The dreaded message being this is not compatible with your operating system. Incompatible updates. When I go into it, um, the biggest one that's a problem. Now, you could say it's not a problem because there is a version still installed that is working. But obviously, at this point, I'm not going to get any fixes with it. 
And the biggest problem for me is an app called Pinpoint, which I'm not sure if you use or not. No. Pinpoint is one of these things that you can toggle on and it highlights your mouse pointer. So most people have like a red circle around it or, or sort of a flashing thing, I think Pinpoint does by default. But what it does allow you to do is use a custom um, icon as well. So you can actually swap your mouse pointer for a custom mouse pointer, if you will, but it doesn't have to look like a mouse pointer. So I've done a red circle. And when I do a demo on an iPad, I actually use my mouse to hover over it. Obviously, I don't click. Uh, I'm, I'm reflecting my iPad screen to my desktop and I'm using this pointer to point things out and then tapping with my finger. And I'm not going to be able to get any more updates to that. So that to me is the beginning of the end. Because once I see that one app isn't compatible, I guarantee you within two weeks, I'll have 20 that aren't. So I might just be forced to do the Mojave thing. You know what that means, don't you? I'll be forced to follow you. Well, yes, but I meant something else. Mm, getting a backup drive. Oh, I've already got backups of backups of backup drives. No, uh, no. What I actually meant was... Getting a chicken out and sacrificing it. Well, no. What I was actually thinking was no one may ever hear of me ever again. Which some might think is not a bad thing. Um, it might never work. I, well, what I'm hoping is... See, Graham, Graham got it working. You know that update mm. that just won't play ball with me? Graham got it working. Uh, I keep thinking I'll do that update, and then I think I can't do that because I need to do this with the machine. And before I know it, it's Friday again, and then I've got a live session, and it's like, well, I can't do it today because it might not, never come back on. Um, then I've, I've got to back it up, and then I've got to back up the backup, and then, you know, it's the following week. And I still haven't done it. So I've still got an outstanding High Sierra update. So what I figured was, if I got the machine to the point, I was actually ready to put this security update on it. I might as well just do the Mojave thing and be done. If it's going to die a sad death, it might as well die a really sad death rather than waste my time putting the security update on and then having to do Mojave anyway. That was my logic. Good thinking. <laughs> yes. It doesn't it sound logical mm. at this stage. But like I said, if you know, if I'm never heard of again, you'll know it didn't go well. I wonder if I could persuade that MacBook Air to take over all my iMacs jobs. No. No, it would probably melt. Mm. You're right. You're right. Well, I think we're more than lukewarm with Mojave. I mean, hey, we're considering it. And it's not even July yet. Only because we have to. Only because we have to. But that's the way of the world with Apple, isn't it? Mm. So will it be before the next show? Mm. We'll see. I'm not making any it. promises. <laughs> I've got to get this show out first. I'm not making any promises, but let's just say it might happen. Well, it's certainly going to happen sooner than I anticipated. Let's put it like that. But that is it for this rather strange episode of MacBytes. Isn't every episode of MacBytes rather strange? Yes, this started as with us. Well, it started about, what, three, four days ago uh, with us away. But now we're back. Um. We will be back again. We do have an after hours where you will see everything from our weekend away, won't they? Well, nearly they everything, will. obviously. They will. They'll see the teapot. See if they're as freaked out by said teapot as I was. I did. I found that really bizarre. It, it was, no, it wasn't good. So we'll put the maybe, teapot up there. Maybe it was a David Hockney teapot. It could well have been a David Hockney teapot. You were stood there, though, and I looked and this teapot was glowing gently behind you. It was like something out of a horror film. Yes, with a ceiling rose on it. Yeah, the teapot had a ceiling rose on it and it was hung down on like um, a rope, a cord, wasn't it? But the ceiling rose was cockeyed. 
I should have really known it wasn't actually a teapot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, do you know, if, if it looks like a teapot, it's probably a teapot. Silly me. It was a light. Anyway, we'll it have pictures of everything that went on. We will have video of everything that went on. And that is going to be live on Friday, the 1st of March at nine o'clock UK time. So be with us then. If you can't be with us live, you can always watch it via the website. So uh, markbytes.co.uk. But as I say, this is it. that's it for this episode of Bites. We would love to hear from you. You know how to get in touch with us. I still want to hear from you about Notes apps. Yes, you. You who are listening now need to tell me what Notes app you use and approximately how many notes you've got in it. We've heard from a few of you, so uh, I shall pull that together for the next show. And it did force me to go and have a look at my notes. And that was scary, wasn't it, Mike? Very scary. I use more notes app than some people have notes in their notes app, which explains why I can't find what I'm looking for half the time, because I found that I've got two notes apps I've forgotten I'm using. But we'll talk more about that next time. In the meanwhile, you can get in touch with us via email at mapbytesuk at gmail.com or via the website mapbytes.co.uk. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me personally at twitter.com slash Elaine Giles. And me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MacBytesiri. But until next time, this has been Elaine and Mike bringing you MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. So you're back then. I am indeed. You look like you've had a good time. I had a fabulous time. Where did you go? Amsterdam. Really? That sort of trip was it? No, it wasn't. A day off midweek? She'll go mad you know. No, she won't. She'll be that pleased with me she'll give me a week off. Really? How do you work that out? I met up with an old friend in Amsterdam. So? He's called Otis. And? He has a very important job. Get to the point, man. He owed me a favor. Yes? He delivered. Big style. Hang on a minute, Otis. He isn't in charge of the lifts at a certain Amsterdam hotel, is he? He most certainly is. And I think I can say, with confidence, David Hockney had more to worry about on Wednesday than designing any more stained glass windows to annoy Elaine.